everybody. Welcome to episode 53 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. And I am Paul Robinson, the other host of this show. Mm-hmm. How are you today? It's the morning. We have our morning voices, which yes. sound great for radio. Sexy. Great. So um, just to kick things off, a quick update on the crowdfunding and how that's going. Mm-hmm. Um, as of the recording of this episode, we're at about 25%. Yeah. Um, and so if you're listening, head on over. Give us your money. And if you can't give us your money, that's fine. We understand. Give it a share. Yeah. Share it. And a, um, a, a shout out to the BroGraph guys. Yeah, BroGraph guys. Um are fantastic. Actually, it's they're going to be mo, they're kind of bri- switching their branding to MoGraph. They purchased MoGraph.com and All right, all the graphs then. I don't yeah, know. I can't I can't graphs. keep track of all the graphs, but all the gra- um, those graph those graph folks. Yeah, if you're into motion graphics at all, I would check them out. BroGraph.com or MoGraph.com. Mm-hmm. Check all the graphs. Yep. And look out for them. They gave us a shout out on Mo their, and Bro. And they I don't know if it was the last episode or the one before that. Yeah. Um <clears throat> But I was like, "Hey, that's the name of our movie right there." In yeah, well, I've you know I've podcast. You know, I listen to their podcast, and so I have kind of a you know, I wouldn't say a relationship, <laughs> but I I know them. You know, that's about it. I know them. Yeah, we've met up at NAB before. Yeah, we don't live just, near each other, so you know. No, they're in Texas, but yeah. they're super great guys. Yeah, they're really awesome, and they have like you know, if you're into motion graphics, they have a lot of like uh, you know leaders on their podcast, which is cool. Yeah. But enough about them. What about us? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah. So thank you to them and uh, uh, to our newest supporters and, and donator type people. Yeah. Thank you um, all. We love you. It's moving along. Yeah. Moving along. Yep. Moving along. We still have a couple of weeks left. So almost a month. So yeah, almost a month. Um, you know, I'm not going to be completely pessimistic about it as of yet. Uh-huh. I'll wait like another week and a half. Really? For that what, what happened there? To be like, you know what? We've got. Three weeks left. There's no way. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So we went up to, so we're filming in Napanock, right? Mm-hmm. And we went up to our location to test out some local food venues, <laughs> you know, because feeding that's, your crew. That's giving it a lot of credit. You know, feeding your crew is important. And when you're in a, an area like we're going to be in, when there's not, when there's limited choices, mm. can make it very tricky. There's choices. Yeah. They're just not very good ones. Because right. here's the thing. That's, this is the thing. What's the thing? Is that that cast and crew is going to be staying with us on location. So it's not enough to just feed them while we're shooting. We have to make sure that they're fed the entire time they're there. We've talked talked oh, a little yeah. bit about it before. but I think shooting when you're 20, 20 to maybe just under 30-ish. I'm mm-hmm. going to say like when you're shooting in the 20 to 25 range, right? You can, you can do the Taco Bell run and that's quite enough. Yeah. But, you know, we're... 40 and over and pushing 40s mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just not, uh, it's not enough. Right. Plus, you know, it's, you have to have help, good food, you know. Uh, and there are certain days where you can grab some pizza or whatever, and that's fine. But, you know, you don't want to have pizza every day. And you do. McDonald's. I would. <laughs> I would generally, genuinely eat pizza every day. But you, you don't want like Taco Bell and McDonald's and all this, because then you start you don't feel well. And then if you don't feel well, you're not giving a great performance. Well, like so. I said, when you're 20 to 25, you yeah. can eat that and just keep going. Yeah. I think that your body actually feels off crap. But if, yeah. at our at our age, it's uh, not not so much. Right. So, so, you, yeah. so we're, we're trying to be uh, 
a bit more proactive in the nutritional department. So that was that. It was uh, it was uh, as challenging as I thought it was going to be. I already knew the area was kind of tough for food. Mm-hmm. Um, so and the other thing is, is we don't want to have to cook, right? But and I'm by going we, to I have mean to. you. I have to anyway. Yeah, I'm going to have to handle dinners for five nights. Right. So that's something that has to kind of be scheduled because you can't have a dramatic scene and then have in the back of your mind, all right, I got to preheat the oven in a couple, in a little bit. But I I have to. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll have to, uh, you know, that's just going to have to be worked into the scheduling somehow. Funny you should say a little bit. Oh yeah. (laughs) A little bit. We got, we, we're, we're sort of, um, again, you have to make noise. Did you hear that guys? I don't know if you heard that, like, that was no. Paul just like, I'm there's a stool nearby. And he's like, I'm going to spin this, even though I know exactly what sound this is going to make. Yeah. <clears throat> Got to do it. Um, so we are, we're part-time, part-time fosters to a Keaton. Keaton, yeah. There's a little Keaton whose previous fosters were kind of bags of douche. Yeah. And... He had his head slammed in a fridge door. Yeah. So a five-week-old kitten mm-hmm. and the weight of a fridge slamming on its head. Yeah. So allegedly, it may may have been worse. Even, they yeah. Just, who knows what happened? Know. So I I sort of started calling him little bit because he's just a little bit. Just he's a little just, bit. He's just a little bit of a thing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, welcome little bit. Even if it's only temporary, mm-hmm. you'll always be part of the Go Gorilla family. Yeah. But if someone's looking for a kitten, and I think you're worthy of him, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I might it's consider small, letting you have him. <laughs> what five weeks old? He's five weeks. Yeah. Well, About small black kitten. Yeah. It's adorable. He's adorbs. Mm. So, um, yeah, so that's happened. So we we have uh, some shows, some a movie, a show, mm-hmm. and then uh, I'll start with a, a well, show also, that... Also, I'm going to talk about some some gear that was, you know, announced gear. this week. And some, all right, start gear. with your gear. What, no, what? we can do the show. No, first. it's all about you, guys. Okay, well, hey, <laughs> if that's fine, you know, that's just how we roll. Okay, so... First up, we have um, CDA Tech. This is a company. So they're making this, and I'm going to talk about gear that I may may or may not affect that me. That is relevant to you. Yeah, that's a little more relevant to me um, and my uh, level of filmmaking. You mm-hmm. know, Ari could come out with a new base plate, but I'll never, <sighs> I don't even think about it. Base plates. Yeah. But anyway, this um, CDA, CDA tech company or whatever it's called came out with this really interesting kind of Bluetooth controller for Blackmagic cameras. It's basically just like mm. a, a small little button with uh, with a little screen on it that tells you um, the stat, like what your ISO is at and everything. And it has just a start and stop button. So it's just basically like a remote start and stop. So you don't have to, you could set your camera over there and then start and stop it if you wanted to do that. But why, that's, hmm. Why wouldn't you be near your camera? Well, there could be incidents like if you're shooting, if you're if you rigged your camera up to shoot straight down, you know, like okay, over a bed or something, you know, you want to be able to remove. How much start is this this uh, uh, piece of technology? It's probably going to be it's le- less than a hundred bucks. Oh, I guess that's not too bad. And so, and then it also has a couple like smart buttons on the top, which you can hit for like auto white balance and like. Because I don't see that being something you'd use very often. Usually, there's someone manning the camera. Most yeah, generally, shots. generally. So, but they all, but you also have a an app. You know, Blackmagic has an app that you can do all that stuff from anyway from your phone. You can start and stop our so camera. What's the point of this remote then? Uh, you know, I don't know. I guess so. You, I'm going to be the antagonist here. Here's the here. other thing that I, I, yeah. Well, here's the other thing that I, you know, you have a lot of lights and a lot of gear, gear, 
that you can control from your phone, but it's like, how much do you want to control all this stuff from your phone? Because it's like, all right, let me go to the camera app and start the camera and then go into the light app. You know what I mean? Well, it's this like, is, it this starts has sort to become of been like, my point with um, <clears throat> storyboards and scripts and scene structure. You usually like to rely on the iPad or something like that. And you're like, oh, I have all that on the iPad. But the iPad shuts off. And if mm. it doesn't shut off, then your battery is going to die easily. And mm. you got to keep it plugged in and everything else is plugged in and all this other stuff. And then if it's technology is technology, it doesn't always work. Yeah, I'm a bit more of a, Your old school a purist where I'm like, print it on paper, Yeah, put it in a binder. And in three seconds, I can go shoop, and be right on that page where you have to be like, Where's the iPad? I put it right here. Did you see the iPad? It's going to yeah. take us 15 minutes just to find the iPad. Then you find the iPad and then you have to go into that app. What are we or doing into that with the thing. iPad? Why is it all over the place? <laughs> it oh, Things always get lost. So I, to me, it's just so much easier to just have a binder. Everything yeah. is printed out. It's in order, chronological order. And you just well, no, go through you're it. You're talking about storyboards that I don't know. Um, this is a different. This is a different. No, I know that, but I'm saying things like that, right? Where yeah. you're saying, well, you how much you know you could do all this stuff from your phone, but then what happens when you your phone freezes yeah. in the middle of a shot? Which, by the way, I have. I think the latest iPhone, which is a piece of crap, no, by the way, or the, the one right before it, or something like that. Yeah. Um, which, but you bought it brand new. Yeah, brand new, and within like I think two or three days of having it, it was already freezing on me and doing mm -hmm. all the kind of shit that you do when another iPhone comes out and yeah. they make your current phone not work so that you'll yeah. buy the new one. Yeah. And we know you do that. Yeah. Um, we know. So that's always kind of my fear is like, I don't want to rely on all of my pertinent information being on a phone mm -hmm. or a device because if something happens to it, everything I need is in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going with the binder. Yeah. Well, I usually, <laughs> I, my usually trusty binder. I usually will do both. Um, but the iPad was helpful when we shot Adam. We didn't shoot a guy named Adam, but we shot a film named Adam. Um, maybe you didn't. But... Yeah. Um, so having the the iPad, because I use Shotlister, which is a great app. No affiliation. They're not sponsoring us or anything, but they can if they Yet. want to. If you're listening. <laughs> but it allows you to set up your shot list and you can, uh, you know, let's say you have however many pages to get through and whatever, but you can set a time. And so because the iPad has, you know, it's the iPad and you can do everything, you know, it, it'll let you know where you are in your schedule if you're behind or, you know, and it'll mm -hmm. start adjusting like, all right, well, you initially had an hour for this shot. Well, now you, now you need to get it in 45 minutes, that sort of thing. Um, so it helps you keep on track, which is great. And you yeah. can shift things around. And anyway, they're not, they don't sponsor us, but I just like that thing. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Wooden camera came out with a, a cool shoulder rig um, version three. And um, what, what I like about it, it, it has like an RE plate on it. So you can kind of easily slide the camera mm -hmm. to get your counterbalance. I thought that was interesting. And it's fully, you know, adjustable and everything. I thought that was pretty interesting. I like that. So check that out if you're in the, it's and in both, they have a pro version and a standard version. They're both under a grand. So that's not bad for wooden camera gear. They need to come up with a way for you to not have to carry the weight of a camera on your body somehow. Because mm. those things are really heavy. Helium balloons. That's what I'm something. thinking. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Some kind of weird like short circuit robot or something that bends all crazy. Yeah. And it, it's like it forms to your body, but it's not held enjoy, on your body. I enjoy holding the camera. I just wish they'd make them lighter. Yeah, well, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. Um, Red Giant. Red Giant, Red Giant. Red Giant, Red Giant. <laughs> they came out with a new um, suite so here's the thing with Red Giant. I have a tasty sweet. Yeah, I have. Um, he says like, yeah, yeah, nice joke. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I have. Uh, <laughs> it's so sweet. 
Uh, I have Red Giant plugins. I use them. I just feel that they're they're kind of pricey. You get a lot, I suppose, but they're just really they're they're just very expensive. But they came out with a, a new monies. visual effects suite, which has a whole bunch of stuff on there, which is really interesting. But what I like most, I think, in there is they have chromatic displacement. And they also have uh, kingpin tra- uh, pin tracking. So if you have to replace a sign, you can just, you know, make a, you know, just put a pin on the sign, the four corners of the pin, and it'll, it'll track it and keep mm-hmm. your, you know, if you're replacing whatever. Um, but check, I would check that out. I don't want to go into too much detail about it because it would take forever, but it's pretty interesting. Um, it's very, very, very handy. Mm-hmm. Two more things. So X-Rite. So here's the thing. Color checkers. Love them. I was going to get one for our next shoot. So every time I don't really do that, you know, we shoot, I just try to get my color balances, you know, my white balance as close as possible and then go for it, you know, because we're shooting raw, you can always change your white balance later. It's all mm-hmm. just metadata anyway. But having, you know, been grading for a little while now, the less I have to do, the better. I mean, that's, you know, you have this robust workflow with raw that you can change everything. But then once you start <laughs> rel- robust workflow, robust workflow, once you start, you know, relying on that because you're like, well, I can't get the white balance now, so let me, I'll just get it later and let's just shoot. Yeah. Um, but I want to, you know, every so now, I feel like I want to get a color checker because every time we set up a new shot, the first shot, I can do a color check. So then, if I ever need to adjust my white balance, I have the, I have that ability to do it. Mm-hmm. And they come in different sizes, but they just recently released like a huge one that is just not even necessary. It's like. Let me see how big it is here. It's like um, 40 by 60, 40 inches by 60 inches, and it weighs 20 pounds. No. So it's huge. It's huge. 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 But it's, I guess, for super wide shots. I don't know. That's interesting. But all right. So here's the most important. Here's the the most exciting one, I should say. Um, It's a new camera called the Octopus Camera. Mm -hmm. I've heard of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'll never buy it, obviously, (laughs) because I, I like my camera currently, but... What's interesting about it is it allows you... So you take the red model, right? Mm. In red, you buy the brain and then you can upgrade, you know, your IO ports and your batteries and your even your lens mount and stuff. But this one will is basically an open source camera so you can change the sensors out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically just like a computer built to be a camera and then you can basically swap all these parts out. And um, I think the... So ideally you would buy the camera... And then if they come out with a, a better sensor down the road, mm-hmm. you just throw that in there. And yeah. that's, you just need to buy the sensor. You don't have to keep buying the camera. But the current sensor, so because a lot of what a camera is, it's is its sensor, right? Yeah. Like the color science and the dynamic range and everything. So they're going to come out with two models, a micro four thirds and a full frame, I believe. But both of those sensors are, they have pretty low dynamic range. And you know me, I'm a dynamic range whore. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this only has like 12 or 13 stops. I won't even look at anything less than 14 stops of dynamic range. As well you shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was interesting. And even though that's something that I, I wouldn't buy, I like when companies do this sort of thing and come in and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, kind of, I don't want to say disrupt because it hasn't come out yet, but they kind of like, you know, introduce this new idea into the marketplace. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Yeah. If you guys have anything you want me to talk about, just tell me. Just tell me. Shout it out on Instagram. Yes. Tell us. Um, so yeah, there's that. All right. Well, that was our that was our Go Gorilla Gear moment. Yeah. Go Gorilla. The Go Gorilla Gear, gear. segment. Yeah. Gadget. Gadgets. Go Gorilla Gear gadgets. 
Gorilla Gadgets. Breaking news. Tom Hardy is returning for Venom 2. I mean, how can he not? Yeah. You can't just like start changing people out. Well, they didn't even know if they're going to do Spider-Man. a sequel. Okay. You, know? <laughs> you can't just have a different, a different Spider-Man every freaking year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I'd, uh, look, you know, I, I, I love the Hardys. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them? I love all of the Hardys. Even the, even, even the, the Logan Marshall Green's poor man version. Yeah. Love them all. Yeah. Uh, but I, Venom Even the was, burger joint Hardys? Was, <laughs> never been there. Um, Venom was better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So let's just leave it at that. Yeah. So there's no way the second one's going to be any better unless they get like an amazing director in there. I don't know. Yeah, or writer. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't really go to writer because you have to write according to the studio. It almost doesn't even really matter at yeah. this point because you have to write according to what the studio is going to want. Yeah. So you can get a great writer in there and they're just going to muck up the whole screenplay because it's going to be like, yeah, that's great, but check this out. We mm. want X, Y, and Z, and then you have to change the whole thing. So yeah. I, I'm not going to, I mean, I'll watch it, yeah. obviously. Uh, yeah, obviously. I'm going to watch it because it's Tom Hardy, but I, I could have lived without it. Mm. My life would have been the same. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and so, uh, what, well, okay, so I've watched. Uh, what have you watched? I watched When They See Us, I believe is the name of it. I watched that too. You kind of watched it. Yeah. You had work to do, so you were like, Popping in between work mm-hmm. and and watching it um, is directed, I believe, by uh, Eva Duvernay. Eva, Eva so um, it was. It's a story that's. It's an adaptation of the Central Park Five mm-hmm. case in the eighties. In which I didn't know much city. about. Yeah, up here, I don't think they focused on that as much. I remember that case, and mm-hmm. I was probably only like eight or nine, but I mm-hmm. remember it being all over the news. So I do remember that case, and then I remember like. Do you remember the sentiment around the case? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I, so yes, people definitely. thought these kids were guilty? And Yeah, they did. And there yeah. are people like uh, uh, c- certain uh, people that are in command yeah. that are still standing by their, yeah. their guilty plea, despite the fact that someone else confessed to it. <laughs> right, and, the, and um, the DNA evidence. And then the DNA evidence doesn't match, and the yeah. stories were, you know, uh, just just didn't make sense. And so how, how, how do you feel the film portrayed that? I think they did a good job. I think actually, um, I've been a lot of flack about this film or series. I've read a little, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but I've read articles about people that were involved in it saying, oh, that's not how it went down and blah, blah, blah. I think you're always going to get that. And I think that- It's a show, people. It's not a documentary. To be fair, um, there may have been things that didn't go down in favor of the prosecution. Mm -hmm. It's possible. But- uh, I just think that it's it's just very telling, you know. At that time, you're you're just going to pile into like a low income neighborhood and try to find. It's it's not the first time that the the police department has just tried to fill the quota of like we can't have another. We have to we have to solve this case, and you know yeah. it's also um, it's the peak of a very like racial time. Uh, this is right before like because L.A. riots were like in ninety two ish, you know. So it's just like a lot of tension and 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 all of that and. Um, I think that they were, they just wanted to find people mm-hmm. to blame this on. And th- these kids were perfect. I mean, it's just a, a really good example of like the fact that th- these were underage kids that were giving statements without parents or lawyers yeah. or anything, um, guilty or not, that's, that shouldn't be legal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, it, it's very, it was very, um, 
what you call it? Yeah, Stephen Avery ish. Yeah, and, you know, in and that West, sense of West just Beth like three, sort yeah, of two. She's got a bunch of kids in here and intimidate them, and you know, we've got a bunch of cops like intimidating a, a fourteen year old kid. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I thought it was good, and the the actually the last episode, which was the this, I forget the characters' names, which are actual people, yeah. uh, not characters, but I I forget, I don't remember the name of the actor that played the 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 um the victim that was in there the longest. Mm-hmm. And it was the last episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was kind of like, when are they going to go back to that guy? Because I feel like we've seen everybody else and I didn't know what happened to him. And that last episode, which was just sort of like this mental breakdown of mm-hmm. him being in solitary and yeah. uh, ironically, yeah, because, Logan Marshall Green showing up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ooh. Because um, it is it's it's it is a drama, right? It's 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 a narrative. It's not yeah, set up like Yeah, a, it's, it's like a, a dramatic adaptation yeah. of, of what... Happen. I mean, I'm assuming that they interviewed them and you oh, know explained sure. what was going on and yeah. and all of that. Um, I I kind of wish that they had put and I realize that in in this world as a narrative that is reality. But I I would have liked to have seen a documentary. I think there was a documentary I would on this, so. but I would like to see more of like a, a type of Stephen Avery, like where they mm-hmm. really throw some like real like finances into it and mm-hmm. get all of that footage. I would love to see yeah. those interviews and uh or hear the the interviews or something. That kind of would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did a the 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 actor in the la- I'm going to have to look this look up because up. I don't want to yeah, I don't want to not credit him. He did a great job and and um because Jarrell Jerome, uh, Corey Wise. That's what it was. I was like, there's a W. So he played Corey Wise who was in there the longest um mm-hmm. I believe I don't know if Corey was the oldest. I don't remember I don't how remember. he got stuck with that. But they basically weren't, they, they were sort of released at different times. It wasn't like the West Memphis Three where they exonerated them all at one shot. Right. West, West Memphis Three, they all had to agree to a guilty plea in order to be uh, set free. This was different. They were all kind of coming out at different times because they were different ages and they got different mm-hmm. um, um, sentences. Right. But Corey Wise... Uh, the the actor who played him, um, he uh, Jarrell Jerome was really really good. Yeah, he was really really good, and that it was almost difficult at times to watch that last. Yeah, that episode that just kind of goes into where you go in your head when you're in solitary, and him sort of living out that night. Had he made a different decision and gone with his girlfriend instead of hanging out with friends, yeah. That, that, that. Uh, so yeah, I I thought that I thought it I thought it was good. There there could be discrepancies in in the validity of certain facts. There always is because every side's going to have their right. own version of it, right? This side's right. going to say this is what happened, and this side's going to say that what they are saying is the yeah. truth. But you know, <sighs> facts are facts, and if these people were uh, found guilty of a crime, and then later if they found out that it wasn't the case, well, it's not. A, but it's not even a, uh, a a guess, or it's not even saying. Well, the DNA, because how many times has DNA actually been processed incorrectly and wrong? I mean, right. the, DNA is great if it's handled proper, properly. Right. And even when it first came out, it wasn't reliable. There's yeah. still there's still discrepancies to that. So um, that that to me, like the way they handled that um, was just really bizarre because things didn't match up. And, and so when you have something that just goes like, well, the DNA evidence says this is a case where somebody else literally went, yeah, that was me. Right, <laughs> so right. it's like, okay, why are, why, why is this still a discussion? And and Someone else literally went like, yeah, I did that. Right. 
that was me. And then you can match up that person's crimes to other crimes they committed. And you're like, oh, these are similar. Mm -hmm. This was this person. And it's always, it seems like in a lot of those cases, you know, you have the West Memphis Three and Stephen Avery and these guys, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's always the, it always seems to be the police trying to fit what they want into the narrative versus just letting the facts make the narrative and finding out because it doesn't it, make a thing. good case for them if they if if those kids are right. found innocent through dna not without a not without a confession that makes the police department look well, but, inept but it's always right right from the get-go right it's it's like the police find uh all right yeah, we think like it the, was these people so now we're going to force all of the evidence yeah, it's like into a scavenger that. hunt they don't yeah. even really care it's just like we got to get somebody yeah we got to get somebody to 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 take the 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 blame mm-hmm. for this for this crime because then it looks like we're not doing our job if there's a bunch of rapists running out there and right. we don't know who they are and and that's and the thing is and the really scary thing is that those are three you know very popular cases but this shit happens all the time oh my god yeah you know and there's Constantly. so many times this happens that you'll never hear about it and we'll never hear about it yeah which is and people spend thirty the, or forty years in jail and yeah that's the really scary part yeah so uh, I, I would recommend it. Even, you know, facts, whatever. I mean, then read, I'd say maybe read up on it if you want to read up on it before you watch it or after or whatever. But I still think that the performances were really good Mm -hmm. and I would recommend it. I'd say like A minus. A minus. All right. Yeah. What have you? From what I've seen, I'd give it that similar. What what, what have you watched, Paul? Well, I I, I finished Jessica Jones, the final Mm -hmm. season, the season finale. Yeah, can we talk about the opening song for a second? Because it is... It's headed in such good places. And then then there's this guitar solo. At the end. I'm just... It just... I I don't know what happened. I don't know whose decision it was to put a guitar solo there. I don't know. It was like some aging rocker that just did not know how to control themselves. If you take guitar solo out, it's actually a pretty good The buildup is really awesome because that's that's usually, the unfortunately, the best part of a lot of these Marvel Netflix shows is that they have really nice intros, cool intros and cool music. And this one was like 75% of the way in. You're like, got it, got it, got it. Cool kind of jazzy feel, rocking with the guitars. And then at the end, there just wasn't enough hairspray and or tight pants (laughs) and makeup to really justify what happens at the end there. Mm -hmm. Less is more. Yeah, less is more. Simmer down. I uh, I can say that I really liked this season, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because there's no, it's, you know, it's all over. But, um, you know, what's what was so great about this season, I thought, was that the fact that she was a superhero was almost irrelevant, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, you definitely had superhero stuff. And Jessica Jones' friend, uh, Rachel, Rachel, the actress is Rachel Taylor, who plays Trish Walker. Okay. And... Uh, I liked her her whole story. You know, it played out with. You know, she had a, a very. Dist- that I'm trying not. It to wasn't get like her stepsister person. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Uh, or yeah, I like guess friend a, is whatever it's adoptive like st- sister. Yeah, that adoptive was her adoptive sister. sister. Her arc through through the because she actually has the biggest arc of mm-hmm. of all the characters, and I thought they did a good job with letting it happen organically. Mm-hmm. You know, versus some shows that will take their arcs <laughs> and smash them together and. <laughs> Make them happen way too fast. There you go. Um, but I liked it a lot because, you know. She, <laughs> like it I like lot. it a lot. Um, you know, they, they took their time. It didn't really feel like lully to me, no. like the mid-season lull or whatever. It, uh, it was a lot. Kind of kept going. Yeah, it, it, it was it was done well. Um, Kristen Ritter's always great as her. Because it's funny, you see Kristen Ritter. She's like 24-7 caca face. Yeah, but when you see her in, 
in interviews and stuff, she's very, she's much happier and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not her at all. So yeah. It's interesting to see her play that. I think it's easy to and, assume. And Rachel Taylor's really good too. She had some really great scenes where she was crying and all yeah. that stuff. I think it's easy to assume that because somebody plays a sort of monotone character that they're not really acting. Right. Because you're like, oh, this person's just moody. Well, how hard is that? I'm moody. <laughs> right. Uh, but when you see what they're like outside of that character, uh-huh. you're like, oh, this is somebody that's completely... Like if I played a super bubbly character and was convincing at it, mm-hmm. that's an accomplishment for me because that's right. not who I am. So that, you know, for her to be sort of more outgoing and vocal and everything and play this constantly morose character that you're just like, God, you are fucking miserable yeah. <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, I don't know that she ever laughs or smiles. Yeah. Yeah. Did she laugh ever? I don't, I don't even know if she know. laughed, but she had a couple sort of tr- like trying to smile a couple times. It's like her her lip kind of curved up yeah. slightly. And you're like, I think she was, it was like Wednesday Adams. Like, I think she's trying to smile. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in, in contrast to her actual personality that you start to see like, oh, wow, this is an actual character that she's playing. Yeah. But I will say though, that the last episode... I, I I feel like that's when they found out that they're not making anymore. They're like, shit, we better yeah, end this. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, I feel like halfway through the, like maybe halfway through the season or something, they went like, it's not being renewed. We got to end it. Yeah. And they just, the ending was so like. So in that regard. Okay. <laughs> for them to wrap it up felt rushed. Like the, to, you know, but the sto- the whole story, as the story as a whole was fine in terms of pacing and stuff. But the, when you yeah. get to the end. The last the, like 10 minutes of that yeah. episode was like Magoo. Yeah, which is, uh, we got to end it. But it, I would highly recommend it. It's really good. Yeah. Season two, probably not so much for me. I didn't really yeah. like that one. I didn't like season two. I liked season one and season three. So that's over. Yeah, it's over. No more Netflix and Marvel. Thanks a lot. Disney. Yeah. It's for stealing everything. And then they'll do nothing with those characters anyway. So they'll Disneyfy them. Yeah. Speaking of Disney and those evil bastards, the new Harry Potter roller coaster came out at Universal. <laughs> yeah. And I'm very excited. I'm not a Harry Potter fan though. No. I think I'm the I, I yeah, I'm I excited I, to neither, go really. just because of the, the architecture the architecture of it, you know, that you're like, Oh wow, they made it look like Harry Potter. But I am I'll be a total poser going in on that. I don't yeah. know. I don't know who the Hogglepuffs and all yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, like Gryffindor, sure. Let's get over there. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Um, it doesn't, the story's never really bit mm. for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I saw the first one because everyone made a big whoop about it. And I was like, that was okay. And then I I don't even know how many more in before Sirius Black came in. I just watched it because Gary Oldman was mm-hmm. playing a part. And I just watched his part. <laughs> so I have no friggin idea what's going on in those stories i don't know i was never a big harry potter fan harry potter's like star wars for me yeah i want to i want to care about it because it looks fun for people who like it they seem to enjoy their time in there and i'm just like "Eh, i got nothing yeah nothing so i want to get on that coaster though yeah oh yeah the motorbike whatever the hell thing it looks like a good coaster for me because it's fast and low yeah that's what i like low 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 to the ground yeah low to the ground (laughs) Um, yeah, so maybe we'll hopefully make it out there at some point in the future and in our lives. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. Depends how this, this crowdfunding goes, people. Yeah, right. That should be what you, that should be the, the, (laughs) the motive, right? Crowdfund so that we would be able to afford to go on vacation next year. (laughs) That's great. So another film that we saw was Scott Atkins' Avengement. Avengement. Which I'm not going to lie. I probably wouldn't have seen it otherwise, Mm -hmm. but our. 
our buddy Andrew Dunkelberger. Dunkelberger. Uh, was in it. He he had um. He got punched some, in the face. He got punched in the face. A little, little bit of little fights in the boo boos going on there. Yeah. And so I remember when he was on set for this, and uh-huh. you know we were communicating, and he was telling me about the set and all that, and showing me. Um, they were filming like in a prison and stuff like yeah. that. And so then came out and we we're like, oh, well, obviously we have to watch this. We want to see Andrew get punched in the face. Yeah. So, so, so we did. He and, sold it. Uh, he sold he it. Sold it and, and we, we clapped and cheered. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this, this is, this is, I, I consider these kind of like very like stereotypical campy British gangster movies kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know? Well, yeah, Scott Adkins does. I think a lot this of martial movie, arts films. this movie American made, I would have been like, this is, I can't even get through this, but because it's Brits, you know, it's like uh, I'm kind of I'm yeah. in a bit more. Um, I thought that the I thought the story was just kind of like all right, whatever yeah. revenge um, story. Yeah, it was just like a typical revenge story. Yeah. Avengement. Avengement. <laughs> um, there was only one scene that I'm going to be kind of neg- there was like a rain scene that made its way into I think like the middle of the movie and mm. I don't know who was in charge of the effects of making that rain shot, oh, yeah. but it was it was jarring yeah we kind of actually all it was three of us watching it we just kind of went like because whoa whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa what, what is that um but otherwise i thought i thought the, the it was entertaining mm-hmm. you know you don't this isn't like a, a storyline based film that you're watching yeah. for and if you're a scott action. if you're a scott atkins fan then um did i say that right scott atkins yeah yeah um generally he does like a lot of flippies and stuff yeah, he He's does a lot of fancy footworks but in this one i think it's a little more brutal and Gritty. street fighty, yeah. you know, which was interesting. I was, uh, there's a particular bar scene. It's pretty brutal. I that's pretty, like more so than we thought it was going to yeah. be. It kind of went like. A couple uh, like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> there were a couple of those and I didn't expect that. I just yeah. thought it's going to be like, I'm punching and, yeah. you know, but um, I, I'm not going to compare it. I, I'm not comparing it at all, but it was just sort of raid-esque yeah. in its, the surprised violence yeah, of it. Yeah. I did not expect some some of the things to happen that, mm-hmm. yeah, there was a couple of like, oh, shit, <laughs> what the hell was that? Yeah. Uh, in a good way. Yeah. So that, but it it had like, I would be surprised if this person was not a Bronson fan because it mm. had this oh, very, yeah, Bronson-esque yeah. feel, especially in the prison and the way the fights kind of went down. Yeah. It reminded me of that. Not not in a bad way. I'm not saying that in a bad way. Like, yeah. you know, we were inspired and, you know, we, uh, you know. Yeah, I do know. I, I, you know, you know, what I, you know yeah. the words that, 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 that are trying to come out there. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's flattering, I think, to an extent, unless you're like completely copying something. It mm-hmm. just, it was, it was Bronson-esque. Yeah. But uh, I did get Heavily that Heavily influenced. Yeah, I, I did get that feel kind of yeah. with those prison scenes. But I, if you like the sort of the, the was it Tony Jaw or what's Tony his ja? what's his name? Scott Atkins. No, not Scott Atkins. Tony Jaw. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Guy. Yeah. That's yeah. sort of you looked at me weird. Like, a, yeah. so if you like like the Tony Jaw and the Scott Atkins and sort of the the more not the flashy martial arts but mm. more fighting yeah. type of films, then I would recommend it. And then just look out for Andrew bald beard clocks in the face. Yeah. He gets, and apparently Scott Adkins thanked him for um, – because uh, they shoot so quickly on those films. Yeah, and it's he, a, he, I guess he sold the punch right away and Scott Adkins personally thanked him, I guess. Thank you for getting punched properly. Thanks for reacting. Thanks for taking that punch, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, because these, these films are 
high budget for us, but low budget films. Yeah. So they don't have a lot of time. They don't have, yeah. you know, six or seven months. So like, and then they come in and they bang it out and yeah. that's it. And, and that's how they're able to make them is they keep the, the shooting schedule really tight and yeah. bang them out. So being, uh, being efficient and professional is mm-hmm. very important on those sets because they don't have the money and time to keep reshooting stuff. Yeah. So yes, check that out. Check it out. Yeah. So uh, there was one thing that I, I did want to kind of touch on that came out this weekend was the second season of Dark um, and Minor Gripe. Mm-hmm. Can we fucking recap? Yeah. In, a, I mean, in an for, efficient way, please. For all shows, not just oh Dark. Oh my in God. General. But, but Dark is very but hand, Handmaid's Tale will recap. Thank you. Thank you for doing well, that. To be fair, we haven't started. They may have a, a recap. They may, but we're no other. To, we're about to start. No other show has. Really, aside from like Handmaid's Tale, mm-hmm. I think I think the affair would sometimes recap. Um, it, it just aggravates the shit out of me. Yeah. Dark came out almost two years ago. It was a year and a half ago that we watched that. I've, you know, what we've we've submerged ourselves into twenty five, thirty shows since then. I don't remember what the hell happened, especially a show like that that is super, super detailed. Anything that has to deal with time travel, I need to sit down. You know, I got to sit yeah. down for a second and be like, wait, okay, hold on. So they're over here. There's three different years. They're yeah. combined, but they're not. They yeah. jump in and out. They're, you know, there's always a lot of there's always a lot of questions. Nothing is fact, right? Because you could always kind of kibosh a theory on time travel. There's always a but what about? And so I am so lost. Yeah, I am so lost. I was watching a couple of recap videos, so I kind of feel like um, sort of I get what's going on, but I, I don't, don't. I get the the main idea of what's going on, but I there's. I get lost with some of the characters because there's a lot and there's families and somebody went back in time and then they grew up. So in the few, in the present, they're their older version of themselves. And but then, in these recaps online, first of all, it's a lot of the, it's it's a foreign show. Yeah. Um. So a lot of the whatever and, and they're not so much recaps as they are reviews and people's theories there isn't like a recap of what happened it's a lot of people going like so i think blah 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 and they're like 12 minutes long i don't need 12 minutes and they're like a three to four minute recap just you know bring it all together i don't know if this is a show that you can recap in three to four minutes there's a lot i think you can if you just give me the gist of like what's going on that the biggest issue for me is all the characters because they start just rattling off character names as if i'm supposed to remember yeah Every single character, there's there's too many people in it, and then they start jumping between that person when they were young, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wait, is this supposed to be what was the name again? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Um, so it's oh, so confusing. I just remember loving the cinematography, and I liked the story the first time around. When I first watched it, I was like, oh, got yeah. it. And then a year and a half passed, and I went, wait, what? Oh, the we box. Probably, there was a box, right? They had a box. A clock in a clock of some thing. Sort, and wait, yeah. <laughs> what? I don't yeah, know. It, it, we should have probably just rewatched it. This is why people binge things. Mm-hmm. To be quite honest with you, if they had said, for instance, right now we're doing three seasons and that's it, I wouldn't even watch this one. Yeah. I would wait until season three came out, rewatch it from one start from the beginning, and yeah. just go to the end. Because whatever we watch this season, we're going to forget in a year and a half when they do the next season if they do another one. Yeah. That I I don't I hate watching popular shows. Not that this is like uber popular, but um, uber popular. <laughs> uber. Uh, I I hate watch like the Game of Thrones and all that kind mm-hmm. of thing. I hate when it's currently playing or 
airing yeah. or whatever, yeah. and then waiting because there's all types of spoilers and everyone has to go like, oh my God, can you believe they killed? And you're like, so thanks and so. for that. Yeah. Um, but this is kind of the reason, this is the one reason why I'm for it because you can actually pay attention to what's going on. Breaking Bad, we waited until the whole thing was over mm-hmm. and just binged through it. I don't know how we how people didn't ruin that one for us. Yeah. But um, it's so much easier. I, I, I don't remember a damn thing, really, aside mm-hmm. from confusing time travel, ripple effects, and then where they were actually trying to cause ripples or something. And but it's, it's, they tried to kill off the bad guy. Yeah, but it didn't work. But it yeah. didn't work. Right. And it's the Ugh. whole thing of like, you know, when you, that's what I find interesting about it. What I like about time travel movies and the theory and stuff is that when you go back in time and you try to change something, something happens that, you know, it's essentially like you can't do that. You can't. Right. Go, so by you going back in time and trying to change something, that is your current present. And you may not even realize it, you know. Right. But I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so look, cinematography wise, just for that alone, I'd say watch that show. But it's I would make if you don't story and good have the, No, no, it is. But I'm just saying like the confusion of the story aside, even if the story doesn't make sense, the cinematography is worth it alone. But I, w- I would make if you haven't invested in the first season, I would maybe wait until we kind of I don't know. I would. I wish that I had known that I would have. Mm sort of waited for it. It's a very good show though. It's um directed and creator. It was director and writer Baron Bo Odar Bless you. Something. Yeah. Um I think it's Baron or Baron Baron. Uh it, it's look, it's a great show. It's a really cool concept, but mm-hmm. it's just a lot. I feel like if I, I enjoy things like that when there's less characters because you can kind of focus more all right, so there's five people maybe yeah. that you're focusing on and then you have this very convoluted story that you have to keep up with. Mm-hmm. But when you've got more than that, eh. I don't like know, maybe I'm just an idiot and I just can't, I can't, you know, hold that much information in, in my noggin. Yeah. But it just seemed like a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. So we're going to start the second season probably today mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll be like a goldfish yeah. the whole time. Who's this guy? What did what he say? What happened? I don't remember this. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what happened again? <laughs> it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of that. Pause it. I want to look it up. Pause it. I want to look it up. So yeah. So that's pretty much all that, that, uh, that we've had going on. It's been, it was a little bit of a hectic week cause, cause we had a little bit here and mm-hmm. I wasn't sleeping. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, hopefully I think we have a guest next week. We do. Well, you know, we have one tentatively right now, so mm-hmm. there shouldn't be any problems, but if problems arise, then But it's not. us. But, you know, so. I'm very, actually very excited about this yeah. guest, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so our usual shout outs to Reality Bomb Comic Cast, Mega Brain Comics, um, Steady to Geekin. Steady Geekin, Brandon and Blake and... Um, Patty. Patty. And... Uh, Again, to the BroGraph guys, the MoGraph guys, all the Mm -hmm. Graph guys for giving us a shout out. And then uh, another extra special shout out to Parlor 109 and Carmel, who Mm -hmm. has been uh, supporting our crowdfunding, which is moving along. It is moving along. It's moving along. along. If we could just hit like 2,000 at this point. My goal was three. I'm like, if we just get like half the amount. I'm like, if we make it to two, then maybe I won't cry so much. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, again, 
a shout out to all of uh, all of the people that donated and who have shared. All the supporters. And once once everything's up, we'll we'll do like a whole shout out to everybody and mm-hmm. uh, do a video shout out and all that. But head over to uh, Indiegogo and uh, search to for a vital, vital sign, sign. And, or go to avitalsign.com. Sen3Productions.com. Mm-hmm. You can go to it. Go Gorillas. And uh, we have the interviews that are releasing. We've mm-hmm. kind of released a couple already. Every few days we release another one. So if you want to learn more about the, well, the cast really, mm-hmm. head on over to avitalsign.com and you can learn more about them. Yeah. Yeah. They're great people. They are great. People. And they got stuff to say. Mm-hmm. You should listen to that stuff. Yeah. And if you have anything that you want us to review and or watch. Yeah. Even if it's your stuff. Yeah. I love all, when people all kinds of stuff. contact us about their stuff. And, you know, I like watching that stuff. What people what people that are listening to our podcast are making. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's good. Well, not when it's like we've talked about this. Yeah. Certain stuff is makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. I still have a couple of scripts to read. I actually. don't want to say anything. I don't want to I don't want to have to say anything to you about that, but I don't want to talk about it ever again. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Um, hey, we're all in different stages of our careers. Yeah, you know? we are. Yeah, we are. So um, there was actually somebody sent us something recently just before we wrap up. Oh, uh, yeah. What was that? We've got a couple. We've got a couple oh, of things the, sent to the, us. The British. The British. Folks. Yes, 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 yes. Um, it actually looked pretty good. So yeah, uh, I guess yeah. I guess we'll talk about it. Um, so there is a film called British Made mm-hmm. by these UK filmmakers, um, and. Uh, I don't remember how I came across them. It might have been like through my social media scouring or whatever. And uh, I watched the trailer and I thought I thought it looked pretty good. I was like, oh, wow, there's a couple shots in here that are really, really nice mm-hmm. and whatever. And um, and then I saw that they I believe that they filmed it on a DSLR. I think I'm not 100 percent sure about that, but I think so, um, which made it even more impressive because, you know, me, I love when people take what they have and make it look better. So I think that's all our shout outs. Those are all the shout outs. Because we don't know a lot of people because yeah. we're antisocial. We'd have way more if we like talking to people. Yeah. But we don't. So whatevs. We do what we can. Yeah. So uh, tune in next week for a guest that we're not going to name because something might go wrong. Who knows? And I just want to say we got through this entire episode without somebody firing up their lawnmower. And that yeah. is a miracle. Woo! That's one for the Woo! record books. Yeah. Yep. And as soon as we stop recording. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't happen. So we win. We win. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. Bye.